Hello, everybody, and welcome to a special bonus episode, an impressions episode, a preview episode, a review episode. We're still working on it to a certain degree, but we are here today to talk about a game that is not out yet. And we're still trying to figure out what we want to do with that kind of stuff. But I am Stephen Strum, managing editor of Fanbyte.com, once again, back with you. And here, once again, also for another one-on-one pod about a specific video game, is John Warren, head of Hi. media. Hi. Yes, hello. Um, real quick question. Mm. Uh, yeah, I, we're talking about Neo 2. Yes. I don't, I don't, I don't know if we said that. We did we say did. that. No. Neo 2. Yeah. Game sequel to, actually a prequel to yeah. 2017's Neo. Yeah, it's 20, a prequel to 2017's The Matrix, The Path of Neo by the Wachowskis. <laughs> I, I I liked Neo, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I have to be honest with you. I'm actually really shocked that this got a sequel. Really? Yeah, I am. Because hmm. I, I guess I felt like it was good, but I, I, don't, I don't remember it being... I don't know. I, I think it was uh, maybe it was. Uh, I, I was looking up the release date. It was February twenty seventeen. Now, yeah. when you look at what came about a month after that, it's like okay, no wonder this got buried in my head because yeah. twenty seventeen was just absolutely bonkers uh, yeah. with Horizon Zero Dawn Automata. and yeah, yeah, Breath of the Wild, the Switch coming out, like all this stuff. So, I, I guess maybe this is just my perception. I I played Neo. I played a lot of Neo, and I liked it, but I I was. Honestly, kind of shocked that this got a sequel, and I want to know how it plays. How's how did, how was how does Neo Two play? Well, besides it being a prequel to the first game, we should maybe yes. kind of just be, give a very general setup of what the first game was and sure. like what this is, because it turns out that the two games are super super similar. <laughs> um, uh, in a way that I like, like uh, that's not a that's not a dig. I should point out, but um, I. Well, we'll get into it. But basically, Neo is a... Stop me if you've heard this before, John. Uh, okay. It's a third-person action game uh, okay. with a stamina meter. Mm, um, okay. You have a variety of weapons at your disposal. Uh, when you attack enemies with those weapons, your stamina meter goes down. Uh, oh, there's sort okay. of an animation priority on them, okay? Mm, okay. And, and then if you kill them, they, you get XP. But here's the twist. If you die... You drop your XP in this kind of like little puddle on the ground, and you have to go retrieve it. Otherwise, Holy. you lose all your XP. Holy smoke, Steven. I've, yeah. I've honestly never, ever heard of a game like this. Well, you're in luck because there's a whole new world for you to explore. <laughs> <laughs> About 10 million of them. Uh, it's a Dark Souls game, huh? It's a Souls-like, yeah, for yeah. sure. For sure. Yeah, I I, 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 had said to someone recently. I mean, really, and and it was one of the dumbest things I've ever said in my life because, really, of course, of course, it would be like this. But I was like, you know, I really felt like I had more of the DNA of like a Ninja Gaiden than Dark Souls, and it's just like, no, that's basically just the fucking game, idiot. Um, is this kind of the team that made uh, uh-huh. the, the Ninja Gaiden games on Xbox uh, made a Souls game, and that's pretty much what it is. Um, yeah, there's definitely there's cross pollination there. Um, yeah. I feel like the, the the this game has like a lot of uh, shared terms and even some of like uh, I think one of the things that this game did that differentiated itself was borrow a lot of ideas from Ninja Gaiden in terms of just having like massive variety of weapons. Yeah, and techniques. I- I mean, I think that's I think that's really actually what I ultimately enjoyed about about Neo. That I think I kind of honestly. Maybe I didn't miss it, but I do think like this got compared a lot to Sekiro, and yes, I mean, yeah. I, understandably so. But I, 
I, I, they're very different experiences. I think. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Deeply, deeply different. Like uh, superficially very similar, just by virtue right. of the fact that they're both like kind of structured the same with bonfire equivalents and whatnot. Yep. But the way that you progress through Neo and the way that you progress through Sekiro couldn't probably be more different than they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way that you do that through Neo Two is pretty similar because it's the, basically the same structure. It's set forty five years before the first game. Okay. Um. So, which was set in sixteen hundred. This is set like that's kind of like post Sengoku era. Do you know? Do you know what that means? Yeah, I am aware, but maybe for the listeners, let them know kind of what that what that means in terms of the world. Yeah, it's kind of like a it's kind of a era of a lot of like political upheaval in like Japanese history, where a bunch yeah. of different warring states kind of came against each other and vied for power after like a vacuum was left by the death of I believe an emperor at the time. Yeah, I actually. I don't, I don't want to pretend to speak that all, like I'm some kind of uh, expert on Japanese history here, but that's this is the, the the Sengoku era is where you get your Nobunaga Oda, if you maybe yeah. know that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then and then Neo One, you played as William, an Irish samurai. Yes, a so, real person from history. <laughs> uh, so what do you, uh, what's what's the deal? Who's the protagonist in uh in Neo Two? In Neo Two, you are an unnamed, custom created character. Oh, I, yeah. I did not know that. That's interesting. Okay, with an unnamed, custom created character with maybe one of the most like I'm talking like Black Desert Online level of like just meticulous detail that you can apply to the character creation process. Wow, in this game. wow, for like, real? Like a for lot real. of like, like like face molding and stuff like that. Face molding, like chin size. Holy like, moly! Oh wow. Okay. Th- three different kinds of like you choose your hair like here's an example is like you know most games like this you you pick your hairstyle right right and maybe you pick your hair color in this you pick your uh hairstyle and then each hairstyle has three different um like side settings for like what kind of bangs do you want what kind of back side of your hair do you want do you want a mullet on this do you want wow. to, xyz how curly do you want your hair to be there's a curliness for your, your hair slider slider uh, wow that's incredible. And then, and then uh, John is like, do you want highlights? Do you want highlights in the back? Or do you want highlights in the front? What color are the highlights? You know, Holy where shit. do you want the highlights to be? Wow. Uh, a lot of that stuff. So what you're um, telling me is that by Friday afternoon, the day this game comes out, there will be 27,000 Barth Thompsons on mm-hmm. uh, fucking Neo 2's database. Yeah. Um, okay. You'll be able uh, to play as Conan O'Brien very easily. <laughs> uh, you'll be able to find those sliders. Uh, that's honestly, that's pretty exciting. I mean, like I, I, I don't, I don't spend hours in character creation, uh, anymore. I used to kind of do that with games I'd play, but some of that is virtue of the fact that like, I haven't, I just haven't been impressed with a lot of character creators. Is this one pretty easy to use? It's pretty easy to use. Like I'm also a person who doesn't spend a ton of time in the character creator, especially in a game like this, because the second you get into this game, here's the other kind of third pillar of what Neo is that kind of separates it from the other stuff is it is a loot game. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like it is hardcore, a loot game. It was kind of a thing that wasn't necessarily super well advertised about the first Neo. And in fact, you didn't unlock a lot of the loot options until you beat that game and like unlock this whole weird end game stuff. Um, they, it's much more in your face about that this time, but yeah, it's like, we're talking like blues and purples and yellow rarity items, uh, yeah. in here that drop from enemies every five seconds, uh, Diablo style. And okay. as a result, you're just immediately covering up your entire face and body. So like, why do you even <laughs> yeah, care? so what's the point? Right. <laughs> the, the one thing that, uh, is a little funny about that is, um, Neo one did this too, uh, had these, uh, this kind of, uh, guardian spirit that you could equip. 
um, at any point. I don't know if you mm-hmm. remember that. Yeah, I do. Uh, in this one, and I think you could do this in the first one too. Um, you can tran- you can use the guardian spirit to transform into like a demon mode version of yourself. Yeah, yeah. Um, but different spirits have different demon forms that have different attack patterns and abilities. Yes. And you can customize what each of those individual demon forms look like as well. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. So you also so that's one thing where whatever loot you're wearing, whatever you happen to be equipped with at the time, you're always going to see that. So that's actually kind of an interesting thing to mess with. That's interesting. So so basically every single every single thing that kind of existed, every single system that existed in Neo sounds like it's getting just kind of like fleshed out more in Neo too. Is that pretty accurate? Fleshed out more and I think um, introduced to you much quicker. Okay, yeah. I mean, I feel like that was one of Neo's actually strangest qualities was, mm-hmm. um, I, and and maybe not even strange in a bad way, but it, but it, you're like you said, it, the game didn't really show you exactly what it was until quite a bit later, and. Yeah. There was kind of a weird systemic like mystery to that, which I thought was like there were parts of that game, especially in early going, that were just kind of inscrutable about yeah. like, where is this going? You know, where where are these systems going? What am I going to be doing in ten hours? And I actually I kind of like that, but I I think I agree. I think it sounds like they've done a better job in EO two by just saying, hey, no, this is what we are, because I don't think they could do that trick twice. No, um, probably not. No, yeah. and. The thing about Neo Two T O O O is <laughs> that um, it's not going for the Dark Souls like, or even to a lesser degree, Sekiro style like inscrutability in terms of its narrative. It's just it's pretty in your face about like what's going on at any given point. Um, at least in Neo One, it was. It was like you know, it was a pretty bog standard story. It seemed inscrutable, I think, par- partially early on because um, it was maybe not the best told story ever uh it was it it, ironically enough because this is a prequel felt almost like the sequel to a game that you hadn't played yet ah Uh, interesting because you're like you're you're this william guy who is and i think that is partially because it is drawing on real history and it kind of just expects the player to know who some of these historical figures are i I guess although i yeah i i thought that was a stretch uh personally but maybe it's just because i'm terribly ignorant i don't know well, yeah, and so that first game was very much like you, you you playing as this character who is is basically, he's a real figure from history, William something, I forget his last name, but he was the first person to ever, like the first Westerner to ever be like dubbed a samurai in Japan, um, and he gets embroiled in this weird uh, magical conspiracy thing in Neo 1 that is like but him bouncing around between a lot of the different like warring factions of Japan at the time um, who who at that point because it, that one was set in 1600 who at that point mm-hmm. had kind of solidified their power no, like Nobunaga's dead in, right. by the time of 1600 and that's actually a major plot point in that game uh, this game I believe he's still alive because this is 45 years earlier um, but so far because like the story is actually like <sighs> It's it's very straightforwardly told, but there's okay. just not much to it. It's just kind of like the opening, at least, of the game, the first like, 10-15 hours uh, that I've played so far are just kind of like, you are a demon slayer who has teamed up with this guy who sells um, spirit stones, which are like these kind of powerful magic rocks that get produced every time you kill a demon, and he's like selling them to the highest bidder, and you're just kind of going around from town to town, village to village... Um, killing demons, protecting people, and collecting these stones to try and get rich. Um, uh. There is some stuff that I don't think... It's like maybe the one thing in this embargo we're not really allowed to talk about, uh, which is the opening cinematic of the game. Oh, okay. 
that kind of goes into who uh, you're, you play a silent protagonist, um, but there is some there are some hints about like what your character is and who they are uh, in this world compared to everybody else. That okay. um, it seems like it's probably hinting at something bigger that's going to be happening later. Okay. Um, but we'll probably leave that to people. Game comes out on this Friday too, yeah. so yeah. it's not both, a huge. Both will be diving in this weekend, so they'll, they'll they'll be able to figure that out. But yeah, yeah. Um, I think the kind of the most interesting thing about the about Neo Two to me is because it introduces so many of those different like mechanics so much earlier on. I mm-hmm. think it does it does a better job this time around of being a Souls like game mm-hmm. that gives you so many different avenues to progress um in terms of that that loot system in terms of your your demon form and your spirits and your xyz right. there are like the second row comparison is pretty apt because they're both souls games that take place in like ancient japan <laughs> yeah but in sekiro you have one weapon the entire game yeah. uh in order to do more damage you need to go and fight some really hard mini bosses beat four of them somewhere in the world then dump all those points in and you do a little bit of extra damage or have yeah. to get extra health whatever. you're you're really focused on technique and just basically getting better at the core gameplay of the right. game and like even the even the like you know the secondary abilities you can collect are are just that they're secondary they basically like enable you to do one thing that yeah. you know you prefer to do i mean and, and and it's you know you can kind of mix and match depending on like enemy types and stuff but really you're you're mostly sticking to uh your guns uh pun intended uh depending <laughs> on kind of what you want to do and, and, and you're extremely limited on ammo is too is, oh is yeah you've got a couple of uses of those and then you're right back to using your sword there's there's a vulnerability to sekiro that like um one kind of speaks to the difficulty but also just kind of the overall vibe of the game of like this is it like this is what you got and this is the world you're up against and neo does in 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 the original definitely felt like a thing where you know you could really grind this out and 100 and get you know mega powerful and that felt good too in a different way but so you're you're saying that neo gives you kind of neo 2 gives you a lot of options uh in that regard yeah, it's it has a ton, a ton, a ton of by the standards of these games, like different weapon types that mm. all have their own moves and their own skill trees associated with them. Okay, uh, I for one personally, and this I very much like this in Neo One, and it plays almost identical in Neo Two, which is the Kusarigama. Um, I think I'm saying that right. Um, it's one of those words that I've seen written a million times, <laughs> but don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly. Yeah, it sounded fine. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and it's kind of like, it's like a sickle on a chain, basically. Uh, yeah. One of those classic things. And you can, um, there's, so Neo, the, this is going to sound, no, it is complicated. Neo is a dense game because it has so many options that you can work between because now i'm going to talk about you know there's like eight different weapon types and among those eight different weapon types every one of them has three different stance types and every stance type has different attack patterns stances the stances were tough i don't think i ever really mastered the stance stuff in neo and you can at least so far as far as i've been into the game i think it's really forgiving of just like letting you pick the stance that you want for the weapon that you want and not having to switch between them um, for example, the Kusarigama or Karasigama, I, again, I am not an expert Kusar- on Japanese Kus- history. Kusarigama, I think. Kusarigama, is. okay. Yeah. Um, in the strong stance for the Kusarigama, uh, you, your basic attack is just you kind of like, 
whipsawing this thing in like a spinning attack that goes forward a little bit. So it's very close range, but you can just keep fucking pummeling people with it over and over again. Um, and then your heavy attack is you like throw it out at a huge distance. You have like lots of range, but no follow up. It's just like ah, one throw okay. and then you're done. Um, or if you, you know, sw- the, the trade-off there is that being in strong stance in any of the modes here, um, you drain more stamina when you block and you drain more stamina when you evade. Oh, okay. All right. Where, so whereas, yeah, basically it, but the strong stance makes you less mobile by virtue of the fact that it drains more of your stamina. Right. And okay. th- whereas like the mid stance makes you drain less stamina when you block and okay. the, uh, low stance makes you drain less stamina when you evade. Like you evade. Okay. Yeah. And there's a whole like concept of like enemies also have stamina in this game. So yep. if you're if you're using strong attacks, um, you're draining their stamina more quickly usually. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah. So when when you drain their stamina, are they basically vulnerable to critical attacks? A little bit like Sekiro, or how does totally. that work? Okay. Yep. Um, normal. So there's like this game also <laughs> makes a distinction between uh, mortal enemies and like um, yokai, which is this, yeah. like name for demons. Sure. Uh, um, and human enemies just regain stamina the same way that you do, but if you get them down to no stamina, they, like, have to take a breath, and then you can straight up do a Sekiro-style death blow. Nice. Okay. Um, and which actually kind of reminds me a little bit that, like, actually, Neo did some of the stuff that Sekiro did later on, I think, sure. better in some ways, but, like, Neo did it first. Yeah, no, um, I mean, Neo beat Sekiro to the punch on, like, many different things. One, the aesthetic, and also just, like, some of the systems that that Sekiro used, I would just say Sekiro is, I think, a, a cleaner game, I totally. guess. Yeah. Um, and it's cleaner. I think, it, I think it's got a more interesting narrative. It's overall. got a, it's got a more interesting narrative. And I think it, it, it also just like, I don't know. It, it hits, it's just, it's just cleaner. Cleaner is a good yeah. word for it. Yeah. Like, like from software do, does what from software does. They set, went out to oh, yeah. create this like weird sort of modern day fable. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, the, you know, the Ninja Gaiden people made a action game. <laughs> shocker yeah yeah totally but it's a good action game. It's, it's good very, very yeah fun. no it's good i mean I, i'm i'm happy that they you know used a lot of that those lessons i mean ninja gaiden kind of ran ran its course and did feel like it was kind of uh it, it did it does it did feel like a dead franchise by the end of it i mean maybe it'll get yeah. a revival at some point but i do think this <laughs> is a decent franchise to basically kind of reboot some of those ideas and, and yeah. introduce some new ones i mean by the time you got to ninja gaiden 3 people seemed very like down on it and then you get to yeah. yaiba ninja gaiden z oh, and it's just boy. like oh what are we doing anymore I know. yep uh but this i think is like of them finding like a really interesting path forward to a lot of their stuff with like again you know the ninja gaiden series were a lot of switching between like nunchucks and your du- dual swords and your big right. sword and all that yep. stuff and this is a lot of that okay um so did so you said the 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 kusarigama is kind of your favorite but did you feel the the did you feel the need to switch to other weapons or basically does it let you kind of pick your favorites and get really great with them? I think it really does encourage you to pick your favorites and get really okay. great with them. Um, the different boss fights will obviously like just by virtue of the fact that different enemies have different attack patterns probably mm-hmm. lend themselves better to some weapons than others. Uh-huh. Uh, but using using one specific weapon type will gain you... Um, skill points down a skill tree that unlocks new moves for that specific weapon type for one. Uh-huh. So okay. you're encouraged to continue using them in that way. Um, and then even just using a specific weapon, like the actual like loot drop that you got 
makes it increase in power over time as you create, like, fill this bar that says familiarity. So it's li literally doing more damage the more you use a specific weapon. Um, okay. So, like, if I have a Kasurigama that I like, that like a purple rarity of Kasarigama that I want, and I'm about to go fight a boss, and I go get my ass kicked by that boss, I can just keep using that Kusarigama again and again and again on the trash mob enemies outside the boss room, and just literally go back in to fight that enemy and do more damage next time because my familiarity bar will have filled up more. Up to, and there's a max for every weapon, but, you know, it is what it is. It's still a pretty decent bump. Okay. Um, but then, um, I do... I do like to switch just because that's just kind of how I play a lot of games. I'm also the person who, mm -hmm. if we're talking like a Final Fantasy game, right? Like, I'm not the person who, the classic kind of example of a person who picks their favorite three at the beginning of the game, sticks, sticks with them, with and them. never levels up anybody right. else. Yeah. I always want to try out everything because I want yep. to see that content. Yeah. Um, I mean, even that's, if that's, that's especially good if, say, there's, you know, a need to... Uh, uh, use different abilities and and all that 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 stuff. Like, I mean, totally. uh, this is not a Final Fantasy cast, but it's like I think that <laughs> was, I think that was much easier in a game like Nine, where everyone has distinct abilities, than maybe right. a, a, a seven or eight or even anything else beyond that. That kind of uh, lets you just basically you know max out whatever you want at any time. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess the like characters the, are the materia in those games, right? Like, yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, so like you're you're a big monster hunter person. I am. Um, Huge. Like you know that 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 involves a lot of different kind of like getting great at different weapons. I mean, if you want to you know get get the most out of that game, I feel like yeah. Um, it, None of the systems are probably as deep in Neo 2, I'm guessing, but, like, can you see yourself maybe switching weapons to, you know, other types, like, later in the game to try to get really, really great at a bunch of them? I mean, you, you kind of indicated yes, but... So, yeah, I, I already have, and this is yeah. actually, this brings me to one of the biggest major differences between the structure of Neo and a Sekiro or a Dark Souls, which is that uh, Neo is level-based. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. remember that, yeah. Yep. Um, you have main missions and side missions, and they're set on distinct maps that yeah. like have a beginning and an end, and then you bump back up to a world map at the end, and so it's yeah. very digestible. Yeah, it's it's not it's not really an open world or even like a pseudo open world of a lot of the no. From Software games. Like, I have these big con interconnected maps and stuff. It's it's very distinct, um, almost mission based, right? Right. So. Right, and um, as a result of that, because there are so many different, like, and later on in the game, at least in Neo 1, you were able to eventually um, go on sort of, like, randomized versions of those missions to grind right. out for better loot. Mm -hmm. um, and that does encourage you to, because those bosses end up becoming randomized, and, like, much like Monster Hunter, different matchups are going to be stronger against certain boss monsters than others. Uh, you are encouraged to try out different weapons and find which ones. Like, oh, this is a big slow guy. I want to get the most bang for my buck on a single attack, so I better use a big slow... Uh, <laughs> to take it back to Monster Hunter, actually, they almost, like, straight up borrow a uh, term for one of the new weapons in Neo 2 that wasn't in the first game called the Switch Glaive in this. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, which is kind of splitting the difference between Monster Hunter's Switch Axe and the trick weapons from Bloodborne. Yeah. Um, it's a weapon that, when you change stances, literally transforms in your hand okay. um, and, and changes. So it's like, in one form, it's like a scythe. In one form, it's like a spear. In one form, it's kind of this close-range kind of bludgeoning tool. Okay. All right. Um, well, that's kind of cool. Which is neat. Oh, totally, yeah. 
Uh, I haven't played a, around much with that one yet, but um, it's it does seem like it would be if you're looking to really encourage yourself to try the different stances. That one seems like the way to go. Okay, that's cool. Uh, and you do get bonuses. There, there are like other abilities that are character specific besides just pumping stats into like dexterity and all that stuff, which you can do as well. There are also like just hey. If you're using any weapon and you do... So, hmm. Here's another thing. And again, Neo is a dense game when it ter- comes to, like, just your sheer number of options for dealing with problems. Uh-huh. Um, but one of the things you can do in this game is to regain stamina really quickly. You can do this kind of active reload on your stamina called the Key Pulse. Oh, um, interesting. Yeah. And that was in Neo 1 as well. And it yeah, was kind I, of, I remember that. I also remember being pretty bad at that system, but I do yeah. remember using it a few times in... I, I, I remember when, when I was in the heat of, like, a boss battle or just, you know, getting murked by, like, a, a big group. The the couple times I, I hit that well, I yeah. felt great. Like, that felt really yeah. good to... Uh, basically like hulk up and like get get another round of like stamina in you so you could basically just uh go on the offensive i mean that was right. that was kind of a cool thing and it blends really well with the idea of in in a very secular like way of like breaking the posture of these enemies sure yeah and, because it's just like oh i've run to the end of my stamina bar with this combo i can't but this enemy is going to get their stamina back if i don't stop if, let, if, I, if I let going. up right yeah. yeah you can't you can't let them heal up essentially Totally. And so it's like, well, shit, I can just do my key pulse and then get like, I won't get my entire stamina bar back, but I'll get, if I can turn it right, I'll get enough. Right. Uh, And then there's like a whole system of like, you know, mortal, and like I mentioned earlier, there's mortal enemies that just gain their stamina back normally, but then uh, the yokai, the big, usually the big boss enemies, don't regain their stamina back at all naturally. Uh, It doesn't recover over time. Uh, And you're doing, I think this is new to Neo 2, is you can do like permanent stamina damage to them that like literally just reduces the size of their stamina bar as you fight i don't remember that from neo one but but it's also been it's also been three years so and it has been year three years uh which might as well be 20 in this day and age for for us who play games (laughs) professionally yes it might as well be 20 years yeah uh but yeah it's uh and that that ties into some of the new powers that you have as somebody who can have all these different like demon forms um okay. now the, uh because in addition to having your big super that you can pop uh once every blue moon uh where you can transform into a demon mode now mm. you have like a third bar besides your health and your stamina called anima uh and this is definitely new to neo 2 Huh. Uh, which allows you to, uh, add, they drop as loot, uh, so they have come with their own stats on top of everything, so there's a lot of numbers in this game, but there are these objects called soul cores that you can attach to your spirits, <laughs> if, if you're following me. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Uh, <laughs> well, and uh, they have, like, you can only equip certain a uh, certain amount on them, but that allows you to, like, do basically demon attacks that, like, drain okay. this third anima bar. <laughs> Oh my god! Okay. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So it'll be like uh, the earliest one that I got, and it's probably the earliest one you get in the game. Period is you can basically hold down R two, and your character like uh, magical horns will grow out of their head to indicate that you're like priming a demon attack. Okay. And in my case, if I I, I attached it to R two and triangle, my character, if I was locked onto somebody, they leapt up into the air, turned into like a big ogre, threw mm. a spear across the map, hit the enemy, and it did permanent stamina damage. To okay, them. so that it, fun. yeah, and you can only do that like once or twice before you run out of anima, and then you okay. have to start doing those death blows to get it back. Huh. Um, but the ability to really whittle down those bosses like that. 
Yeah, yeah, I was about to say, it sounds like a good way to, like, kind of prime a battle, like, in your favor. 100%. Yeah, and then there's, uh, you know, there's just a million different skills that allow you to gain that bar back even faster. And Uh just, yeah. And that kind of leads to what I think is kind of one of the chief um, elevator pitches for Neo, which is just that it's, like, it has probably a much higher skill ceiling than any one of these games, but gives you so many options to go forward that if you are somebody who has been like intimidated by mm. souls games before or was intimidated <laughs> by Sekiro which was even hard even by those standards yeah uh this is a game that as long as you can beat the game like 25% of the way there it will give you an avenue to progress you That's will cool. have ways forward yeah yeah i was about to say i mean it sounds almost like the opposite of of Sekiro in the sense that like you know you're really only managing a couple things at a time in terms mm-hmm. of like a, a bar or something to really pay attention to yeah. what you're really being asked to pay attention to is like what is happening on screen like these yeah. are things you know these these micro uh, moments of being able to uh, see an attack before it gets to you or evade or like you know th- that stuff is in neo but it also feels like there are a lot of other things that if you invest in you can use those resources in order to kind of turn the tide totally um, that's and cool it- <laughs> And in a very um, Uncharted stole from Tomb Raider, Tomb Raider stole from Uncharted kind of thing uh, here, <laughs> in kind of a leapfrog situation, one of the coolest things that you kind of, uh, you hinted at, like, the idea of, like, watching animations and stuff in uh, Sekiro, one of my mm-hmm. favorite things, probably one of my favorite mechanics in any video game is the Makiri counter. Uh, I don't know if you remember this, if you played much Sekiro. Um, uh, no. Well, ba- uh, w- 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 no, go ahead. Well, basically, in Sekiro, there's this, like, one move you unlock very early on where enemies will do, like, threatening attacks. And Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yes. I just didn't, and, I could not remember the name of that. But, yeah, that's sure. a very cool, very, very cool thing that if you got good at it, that was uh, a, a powerful, powerful weapon. Totally, yeah. It's, it's like, in for, for people who don't know, in Sekiro, if, it's an, if an enemy is doing, like, a thrust attack at you, you can dodge into them to, under their guard, kick their sword or their spear down into the ground, and then stab them up close. Um, and Neo basically stole that. <laughs> like they That's basically good. have that. Yeah. yeah. It's a smart thing to take. Um, yeah. And... That's a demon move in this game, so it's actually different oh. depending on which demon form that you're using. Okay. Uh, so if you're doing the like big lumbering brute attack, uh, it's this move that you can you can uh, rush forward under an enemy's guard and hit them out of one of their threatening attacks, which gives you a moment to just like wail on them. Yeah. Uh, but if you're using the really fast demon mode, uh, you dodge through them and leave an after image behind and if you time it correctly they'll hit your after image and mm. it'll like basically explode and do a ton of stamina damage to them. oh interesting do you, uh, is the is the timing on these attacks like pretty precise or do you get the sense that maybe th- these windows are a little wider in than, my than experience so far it's it's way wider than Sekiro. Oh, okay. it's way yeah, way yeah, less yeah. Uh, punishing on that okay. regard yeah, I mean, uh, Neo, Neo always felt a little less punitive. Um, I mean, there are definitely there are definitely times in that game where I felt like, okay, like you know, I, I died a bunch, and it, it kind of reminded me of that that Dark Souls loop. But it wasn't punitive in the way that Sekiro was. And it's actually funny you say that because it was another thing I really wanted to point out about this game is uh, I think Sony is publishing this, so this might not even be on PC at launch. I I'm not actually positive. I should probably find that out. Uh, but... No, it just says PlayStation Four. Okay. 
because I mentioned that because I'm playing it on a PlayStation 4 Pro, and I will say, at least on a Pro, I can't speak to the regular version, the load times in this game are basically non-existent. Oh, wow. That's interesting. It's like you die, and it's like three seconds before you can just respawn at like the last fire equivalent. Yeah. Wow. Um, Just going back to what you said, uh, February February 7th was when this released, uh, Neo 1 released um, for PlayStation. It was November before it came out on PC, so it still Mm. might come out on PC, but no no word yet. Right, yeah. And uh, I think uh, Sony's only... Uh, publishing it internationally too, which usually means that that's fine because it was actually they did that with the first game too. Yeah, uh, that I think about it. Um, uh, yeah, how's like environmental design, enemy design? Like, do you, are those pretty strong in this entry? Or they are, they are very, very, very similar to the first game. Uh, to the okay. point where I am pretty sure that they are just reusing a lot of assets from that first game in terms of not okay. necessarily locales, <laughs> but. But, like, I saw a well in this game <laughs> that I'm pretty sure I saw in Neo 1 uh, with, like, so, a rock on it. So, so we, didn't, we didn't practice this. That's a really good segue. Thank you. Because I was going to ask you a question <laughs> that that's it's not... I'm excited about this game. I'll probably pick it up. I'll probably play it this weekend. Um, yeah. Because I, I enjoy... I, I basically had a really good weekend with the first one. And I, I plan on having a good weekend with the second one. And that's probably about it. But, uh... Yeah. Um, I I will say when I've seen the trailers for this game, I I almost get the sense that this is like, hmm, how do I say this? Because it's not this is gonna sound ruder than I mean it, but uh, it like it almost looks like a uh, we don't actually really give a shit about this. Here are the extra. Here's the here's the here's the B team that's gonna make Neo two, yeah. and uh, and like here you go. Like this doesn't look like the big triple A event that Neo was. Right. Like Neo felt like a big deal to me. Um, and maybe maybe this is just my perception, and I and I'm in the minority, but this felt very uh, minor. I guess yeah. in the in the in the entirety of 2020, this feels like a, a footnote. Which is kind of bizarre to me. It's strange because I feel like especially um, this month, because uh, we are coming off of Nothing. a very dry spell. So, I mean, I, the, the fucking Sahara. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's crazy how little there was between like December 15th and now. And during that entire time, all I could remember people saying is like, man, I can't wait till Animal Crossing and Doom Eternal. Um, right. And this game comes out before those two games, and I feel like nobody even knows yeah. that that's happening. <laughs> Quiet, quietly a big week. I mean, we've got the, the Battle Royale for Call of Duty and Neo mm-hmm. 2, and they both, oddly enough, I mean, I guess just because the Warzone thing got announced yesterday, but it's like, I mean, th- these both feel like weird footnotes in, in what should mm-hmm. be, you know, the kickoff to a very, very busy game season in the spring. So it's kind of strange, but I mean, like, it sounds like a good game, though. Like, it sounds it like is. you're having a good time with it. I'm having a very good time with it. It's kind okay. of, um, there's kind of a, because I'm somebody who fucking loves Sekiro, who, who specifically yeah. thinks that Sekiro is the best of those games. I mean, some, um, some would say it's the best game of 2019. Some would say that. Who could say, who could say that? But some <laughs> would say that. Um, yeah. And 
this, by comparison, very much feels like junk food to me, a person who is very deeply invested in that specific kind of, like, I am a dude with a sword fighting another dude with a sword. We are on even footing. We are <laughs> going to hash this out. We are going to, like, address our differences on the field of battle in this poppy okay. field. Um, whereas so, Neo is like, go fucking just shoot an ogre in the face sure. with a gun. Why sure. not? So, so, okay. So if Sekiro is like your, your, uh, five course, like chef tasting, then Neo is basically just like fucking fill up my Taco Bell bag with whatever the fuck you want to. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, <laughs> it kind of feels like maybe that's, uh, that's the feeling. I mean, that's kind of yeah. how I felt about Sekiro in, in the first Neo too. Yeah, I mean, Sekiro or, or Neo is very specifically fill up my Taco Bell bag with uh, these 37 gray rarity uh, Kusari Grama drops or this Odachi that I'm never going to use. I'm going to take it back to the blacksmith girl and she's going to turn it into dust that I'm going to craft in. And I'm just going to sit here and mash the craft button until I get the, the stats that I want on this thing. Uh, and I want the numbers go up, stonks go up. Uh, I feel good. That's how game works. Pa- pound this quesarito into a fucking diamond <laughs> for me. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Someone get uh, Superman over here to just like, just, mm, just <laughs> squeeze down real quick and see what we get. See what kind of soul core I get out of this. Uh, um, yeah. Sounds good. I mean, it sounds good. Sounds like a good, yeah. like, I mean, I... It it's oh God. It, it feels so bad to call like a team's eighteen to twenty four months oh, of yeah. work something like this. But it's like it feels like a good week to just like pick up Neo two and fuck around with it until the oh, big yeah. Yeah. the big two things everyone else cares about comes out in a, in a week and a half. So yeah. and then Half Life Alex as well three days later. <laughs> Holy shit! I mean, I can't believe that. I mean, this what what a bonkers month. And then April yeah. is crazier. So yeah, and then Persona Five Royale is out mm-hmm. at the end of this month too. God damn. That's yeah, no, month. but but this is I, I, if this game had come out two weeks ago, I feel like we would have be having a much different conversation about it. I guess I feel like like that too. It's almost like you know I, I, whatever. It feels dumb to do armchair CEO yeah. of these companies. That's dumb. But but also like uh, yeah, I mean you look at how dry the schedule was for. For everything, you, you kind of wonder if this this could have maybe come out a month before, um, right? And I don't know. Yeah, it feels like we would have had a different conversation, but it's coming out. You can pick it up uh, Friday. Um, uh, yeah, I recommend it. I do. Yeah. I do recommend it uh, okay. heavily. So, all right, especially um, if if both to if you are a fan of these kinds of games and just want a big chunk of that, and if you are you know if you are looking for your entry point, this is one of those games that I would recommend as a good entry point that is way more digestible and is way more forgiving about just like giving you sure. ways to play that will kind of let you get used to the harder concepts like animation priority, right. you know, things like that. I mean, it's not, and, and I, I think this probably goes without saying if you pay attention to this stuff at all, but you probably don't need to play the first one if you if no. you want to play. It. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing to pay attention to really it's it's well and also this is a prequel anyway so it's a prequel like, but yeah. it's also it's just potato chips you know it's yeah. just bags of potato chips totally. the, the main stuff. villain in in the first neo was like a fucking uh bald-headed black mage sorcerer dude who like that was his whole thing. Like he didn't have some like grand like no. reveal or anything like that. He no, was no, just no. like a cackling he was the fucking merchant from Resident Evil 4 but what Woody had Boy, magic yeah. powers. What are you selling? Yeah. Um, and in this I'll game, buy it, it at doesn't a fine seem... price. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, how many souls you got there? <laughs> uh, 
Um, but no, yeah, this is uh, th- yeah, totally. This is a good jumping on point for this franchise and also for this genre. I think. Cool. But and also will probably you know keep you full if you're just kind of looking for one of these games. There hasn't yeah. been one of these games that I could just like 100% recommend in a minute. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, this it's it's been it's been about a calendar year since we've seen a game kind of in this vein. So uh, yeah, it sounds like pick it up if that's something that interests you. Uh, at home, the listener, um, Stephen, when are they going to make a sequel to Metroid Other M? Uh, well, so they did have to reboot production on Metroid Prime Four, so <laughs> there's about fingers crossed. <laughs> there's about 25 years between me- every Metroid game, so we have to wait for them to get re- to through that first. Um, so 2050. Okay, sounds good. Um, Stephen, it sounds like you'll have a couple of pieces up uh, this week about the game guides or otherwise. Um, but uh, yeah, sounds like you recommend it. Um, yeah. Sounds sounds cool. Anything else we should know about it before we wrap up? Oh, I don't think so. I think that's good. Okay. Uh, like we mentioned, I don't think that there's a PC version currently announced yet. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's on PlayStation 4 on March 13th worldwide. Is awesome. When that's available. Awesome. Well, thanks. Yeah. Uh, if you want to see the rest of uh, see them, if you want to see our podcast, then mm-hmm. get... Then jack straight into the matrix so you can see yep. the ones and zeros. Uh, if you want to hear the, the matrix, rest of the podcast, Path of Neo Three coming out March twenty twenty three. If you want to hear the rest of our podcast, go to fanbyte.com slash podcast. We have three feeds. This is kind of a lost on some folks. So I, I, you know what? It's a lot to pay attention to. It's not your fault. It's our fault for not making that clear. We have three feeds. One is the Fan Width Podcast. It is the feed you're uh, listening to right now. It's our flagship. It's got most of our long-form content on it, and it's very, very good. Uh, the Papal Bull New Pope Podcast just wrapped up its normal episodes last night. Uh, if you want to listen to a bonus episode, that's going to come out next week. And then hosts Eric and Merritt have something else up their sleeves, uh, which they will announce soon, which is pretty fun. Um, new episodes of Fan With, the flagship, come out every Tuesday evening. Um, and you love to see it. Our movie rewatch podcast comes out uh, Thursday mornings. Uh, so check that out. Uh, we also have another feed called Fan Fight, which is uh, mostly our wrestling podcast uh, feed. Uh, LB Hunk Tears discusses wrestling with Daniel Rando, who discusses MMA. Uh, that is a uh, God, just a, a very good podcast if you want oh, any sort of jumping off point. It just feels good to listen to those two be so happy they about their respective are, fields. They've just got like a, an energy that I want to bottle and just be like, I want to bring that <laughs> into basically every podcast, but I just I never do. Uh, it's very, very good. They're very good at what they do. Uh, also, we are uh, film uh, recording a pilot for a show called Sports Middle this week. <laughs> Don't worry about it. It's very good. Mm. It's going to go on the fan bu- fan fight feed, uh, and it's probably going to be just uh, total chaos. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Also, there's Fanbyte FM that has some of our short uh, form stuff, which is very cool. We're trying to lean into some of the more digestible, digestible bites of stuff uh, in case you need something quick. Um, maybe we'll even throw this up in there just just to to put it in there you know maybe we'll we'll look at that yeah maybe who knows Um, but uh, yeah uh, find Steven uh, find Steven Strom at Steven Strom on Twitter you can find me at Floppy Adult on Twitter you can find Fanbyte at Fanbyte Media um, and check out Fanbyte.com for all the all the the words on the page Um, yeah anything else Steven uh, I think that's about it. Do you want to call okay. this a review? Do we we want to call this a review impressions? It's re- just yeah. It's say a re- it canonically. It, listen, in this, uh, it's a what? it's a review. Why not? Let's just let let's just do it. Let's just commit. Let's just commit. 
This, this is, is our review. Too. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening to it and us. <laughs> Listen to our other stuff. Read our other stuff. We've got very good stuff on the website, too. Oh, right wow. Now. We're just going to keep doing this, huh? Just <gasps> looping it. All right. Bye. Bye. People love Thanks the chaos. For... People love it. See you later. Bye.